0: Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Follow me on Twitter at Mike F Chen. Follow the show site as well at Big Ten MM. It is Monday, March 30th, 2020, and what a weekend for several schools on the recruiting trail. And we'll start off with what I think is probably going to be the best class in the country. Not just the Big Ten, remember that, in the country, and that's the Ohio State Buckeyes. They have gotten off to a just a ridiculous start on the recruiting trail, and yet another big-time prospect has decided to join the Buckeyes, and that is running back from Virginia, Travion Henderson, 5'11", 195 pounds. The young man is just a highlight reel. It's just a, I got a chance to watch his highlights and, wow, literally like every time he touches the ball, he's taken to the house. 5'10", I'm sorry, 5'11", 195 pounds. I had offers from all the big boys, uh, Oklahoma, Michigan, Alabama, Clemson. And there you have it. When, when you look at the offer list and you're seeing names like Alabama, Clemson, that's it. That's a high-level prospect that's the guy that is going to go somewhere and challenge for playing time right away as a true freshman. And that's probably what Henderson's going to do. It really is. I mean, when you look at his rankings amongst his running back peers, Henderson is considered the highest ranked running back in the country, according to the 247 Sports Composite. So, wow, I'll tell you what, the Buckeyes are just on an absolute roll with recruiting. And we'll get to the rankings right now. uh, I'm sorry, a a little bit later uh, for nationally uh, along the Big Ten. But the class that the Buckeyes have accumulated currently in their 2021 class, it's got 15 commits. And the majority of them are crown jewels of <laughs> would be crown jewels of pretty much everybody outside of Clemson and Alabama. Like they'd look at it as, wow, this guy's going to come in and immediately play. And it just seems like Ryan Day has not skipped a beat on the recruiting side since Urban Meyer left. I mean, this is, I didn't think it would be like this. I honestly didn't. I thought that there would be a few bumps in the road for the Buckeyes with the change from Meyer today, but it has been a seamless transition and you see why the buckeyes going forward are probably the team to beat in the big 10 they they really are they've they've established themselves as one of the top 3 programs uh, i think behind alabama and clemson i think lsu is kind of nipping on there yeah they won the national championship this year but and i wouldn't say they're just a, a team that has recently come around. They've they've had good success in the last 20, 25 years with a couple national championships, but uh, on the the regular level, it's been Alabama, Clemson, and then just right behind them is Ohio State, and then I think LSU is kind of just a little bit behind Ohio State, but they're coming around. They they lost a ton of talent this year, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how they respond to that, but I do think that, you know, they're right there. They're some of the top teams in the country, and it comes as no surprise when you see Ohio State's name at the top of the recruiting list because that's that's what they do. It's what they've been doing. Speaking of another big-time addition to a class, Maryland went out and added a top 50 player in in-state defensive end in Damian Robinson. Robinson is 6'3", 220 pounds, and again, same thing with Ohio State adding Henderson. Look at this offer list. Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. That's all you need to know. Again, that is all you need to know. Mike Loxley is doing a fantastic job recruiting his area. And that's exactly what he talked about when he first took over the job. Well, for the second time where he took over the job, but this time as a full-fledged coach as opposed to an interim. And he grabbed Rakeem Jarrett at the end of the 2020 cycle, which was a huge coup. He had been committed to LSU. It seemed as if he was going to go out of the state to play his college football. But on signing day, he said, you know what? I want to stay home. I want to do something here in Maryland. And Jarrett, I think is, I wouldn't say he's like the guy, because it'll be interesting to see what he does when he comes in and gets on campus. But what Mike Loxley is doing, he's accumulating talent, and that's how you start winning. And that's how you start getting a program to that upper echelon. And that's what he's trying to do. I don't think that Maryland will ever be a national power, but I sure do think that at some point in time, when the moments are right, they'll be able to contend for Big Ten championships. Uh, I don't know if they'll have you know, the depth to win the Big Ten and or even if they do because usually I mean for the majority of the time that we've seen the winner of the Big Ten makes the college playoff it's not always like that uh, clearly Ohio State made it in a couple of years ago when Penn State won the conference but that's because the committee thought that the Buckeyes were the better team uh, the Buckeyes made it last year uh, put a quality fight up against Clemson but two years prior to that the winner of the Big Ten didn't make it and so you kind of have to expect that the winner of the Big Ten gets in, but it's not always the case, but nevertheless, Maryland doing some work. Mike Loxley, very, very impressive what he's been doing on the recruiting trail so far in his tenure at Maryland. Northwestern, there's not a lot going on with Northwesterns ever, really. uh, They're sealed. There's not a lot going on, but What they did do this weekend was they added an offensive tackle from Michigan in Caleb Tiernan. Tiernan is a solid, solid prospect. He's not a national guy, not like Robinson or Henderson, but Tiernan, good, solid prospect at 6'7", 280 pounds. The tackle had offers from the Big Ten powers, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and these are the kind of recruiting wins that Northwestern needs. And these are the type of recruiting wins that Northwestern normally does not get. Because when you look at the, when you want to combine, I think that the best combination right now with athletics and academics is probably, you know, the Michigan or Ohio State. Those are the two. Ohio State is public university, Michigan private. Uh, Both of them have high-level academics kind of depending on what school you go to, however, you know what, what major you want to attend. Uh, there are clearly other schools that offer some really good programs, but I think as a whole, you're looking at those two. And then it's just the the, the academics, if you're just looking at straight up academics, Northwestern is the clear cut best school in the Big Ten. But when you're adding the academic slash athletics to it, Northwestern kind of drops because their athletics clearly aren't as high. But Tiernan thought that Northwestern was a fit for him. And when Northwestern wins these kind of recruiting battles, that's big time. That's big time for Pat Fitzgerald. It's big time for the program. And a very, very good addition to Northwestern's 2021 class. All right. Rutgers added a couple of of players as well this weekend in preferred walk-on defensive back Damon Murray and running back David Tarallo. But the biggest news coming out of Pescataway this weekend was the addition of defensive end Keyshawn Griffin. Griffin is a solid prospect as well. 6'4", 220 pounds, had offers from some really big schools such as Nebraska, Baylor, Tennessee, Miami, West Virginia, Miami, Florida, that is. And so, a good get here for Greg Schiano. Like I've said previously, their recruiting is going to start kicking up. They really are. And Shiano, like Loxley, wants to put a fence around the state. And Ciano's doing that. He's doing a really good job of that. Keyshawn Griffin is an addition that I think probably a couple years ago would not stayed home in New Jersey, would have left, would have gone to Nebraska or Baylor, Tennessee. I mean, those are good offers. Let's be real here; those aren't second-run programs. Uh, Baylor was contending for a Big Ten, a Big Twelve championship this past year. Yeah, Nebraska didn't have the best year, but Nebraska is still a very solid program. Miami's down a little bit. West Virginia is always contending as well. Those are good programs. This is a good get for Rutgers. And again, Greg Schiano. This year, I think, is going to be a big-time recruiting class for him. And speaking of that, we'll get right into the recruiting rankings. Uh, Like I said previously, the Buckeyes are a clear number one over everybody. I mean – everybody. They, they've got a huge lead in the 24-7 sports composite. They do have five extra players in the next school that's behind them in Clemson, but a 60-point lead is very, very impressive at this point in time. Wisconsin checks in at seventh overall in the country with nine commits. Maryland, and like I said, Mike Loxley really doing a good job on the recruiting side of things early on. They are ninth overall in the country. Iowa's a couple steps behind them at 11th. Rutgers and Greg Schiano. I'm telling you, this 2021 class is coming. They are going to have a solid recruiting class. This one at 12th overall in the country right now. Michigan is a little bit further down at 17th. They just have four commits. Minnesota is 19th with five commits. Nebraska, four commits checking in at 20th. And then there are some schools a little bit lower just because of the volume. Penn State at the current moment not normal. James Franklin usually gets off to good starts. They are not getting off to the greatest start right now with just three commits, but you could see it coming. Landon Tengwall, who they got last week, late last week on Thursday. I think that's just the beginning of a big splash for the Nittany Lions on the recruiting side because I really think that they're going to start really bringing in a ton of good talent because That's just what James Franklin does. He's a very good recruiter. He works that talent, and he gets really quality players on his football team on the recruiting side. Northwestern checks in at 46 overall with three commits. Indiana is 58th, although they just have one commit. Illinois 68th with their one commit as well, and that's it. Nobody else has commits. So uh, when you look at it, uh, that Big Ten, not as, uh, you know, quite as impressive as it was early on last year, but still a, a solid beginning to what everything is going on on the recruiting side, especially given the circumstances right now with athletes not being able to be on campus. A bunch of schools are moving over to virtual things. When you look, uh, Minnesota has been at the forefront of some of this virtual visits, which is pretty neat. So, that's something to look out for and something going forward that is clearly has to change. Something had to change, and schools are going with virtual visits, which is pretty cool. And speaking of the NCAA, they are going to meet today about spring athletes getting that extra eligibility due to the shutdown of all spring sports. I, for one, believe that this should be the case. The rumors are that it will be the case. I think what's more interesting, though is what they're potentially doing about winter sports. The rumors are that winter sports will not get that extra eligibility. I kind of agree with this one. I don't kind of agree with it. I actually, I really do agree with it. It just, to me, it just doesn't make sense for them to continue to try and get another year. They pretty much played their full season. Yes, it's unfortunate that the end-of-season tournaments were not played to their complete you're looking at the conference tournaments, although some conference tournaments were played uh, prior to getting everything shut down, but the NCAA tournaments weren't played, and you know it, it does suck. It, it's, uh, it's a punch in the gut for all these athletes, but uh, tough times call for tough decisions, and that was, I'm sure, a tough decision by the NCAA, but the right decision at the current moment due to the national pandemic of COVID-19. Okay, CBS Sports was busy this weekend, and very busy. On Friday, Josh Edwards dropped a seven-round mock. Seven-round mock. Seven rounds. Seven-round mock. Let's be real here. Seven rounds is a ton of rounds. That's a lot. That is, I mean, usually you're not seeing mocks that are going seven rounds, but uh, Edwards did, and, uh, you know, it'll – It'll be interesting to hear all the names, and so if you're ready for it, let's get started. In the first round, Washington selects Chase Young, th- second overall. Detroit would take Jeff Okuda at three, so that's two Buckeyes in the first three, like we've heard that previously. North- Northwestern. Uh, New York Giants would select at four. Tristan Wurfs, Iowa's tackle. Another Iowa player at 19. Oakland would select A.J. Epinesa. 22nd. Minnesota would select Etor Grossmatos, Penn State's defensive lineman at 28. Looks like Zach Bond's going to make it inside the first round. He is going to be selected by Baltimore at 28th. So the Wisconsin linebacker looking like he's going to be a first round pick. I wouldn't have said that the beginning of the year or at the end of the year, but apparently he is really impressed. And we've seen multiple teams pick him. It's not just one team that seems enamored with his play looks like there are a couple of teams that really like what they're doing. And in this one, Edwards has Baltimore taking him. At the beginning of the second round, Cincinnati would select Cesar Ruiz, Michigan's center. 51, Dallas takes Antoine Winfield Jr. At 52, another Michigan Wolverine, the Rams' Would select Josh Edwards projects them select Josh Uche at 55. Baltimore would take J.K. Dobbins. 60. Baltimore taking Tyler Biadasz. Baltimore really apparently likes Big Ten players, according to Josh Edwards, because they have taken Zach Bond, they have taken J.K. Dobbins, they have taken Tyler Biadasz. And I'll tell you what, if J.K. Dobbins goes over there, oh man, what that that's one hell of an offense when you're looking at. What Lamar Jackson did this past year, the reigning MVP. Wow, that's adding some fire power to that offense. Going into the third round, Detroit would select Jonathan Taylor, 69. Carolina takes Damon Arnett, 71. The Chargers take K.J. Hamler, 72. Malik Harrison, the Buckeye linebacker, at 78. Atlanta would select Jonah Jackson. The Rutgers transfer to Ohio State at guard, 84. First, Oakland selects Nebraska. Corner, Lamar Jackson. Not that Lamar Jackson MVP. Different Lamar Jackson. 88, Bryson Hopkins going to New Orleans. At 92, Donovan's people, Jones to Baltimore. Baltimore is racking up the Big Ten talent right there. They really are. Because right after that at 106, they're selecting Devon Hamilton. Baltimore, Josh Edwards must believe that Baltimore is in love with the conference because... That's a lot of Big Ten players that were being selected. Moving on to the fourth round, 111. The Texans select Michael Ajimudia, the talented cornerback. 121, Oakland selects. Michigan center or guard, I'm sorry, Ben Bredesen, 125, Tyler Johnson, the talented wide receiver going to New England. I love this spot for him. Unfortunately, no, Tom Brady, 129, Baltimore. (laughs) Guess what? Surprise, surprise. They take another Big Ten player, K.J. Hill, this time, the Ohio State record receiver, receiver, record-breaking receiver, I'm sorry, 132, Michigan not Michigan. Ooh, there's a lot of names. I'm sorry. I'm getting really confused here. 132, Minnesota selects Iowa defensive back Geno Stone. 146, Philly selects Josiah Scott, Michigan State's defensive back. Another Spartan right. A couple picks after that is what Edwards projects at 149, Kenny Willickis would go to Detroit. 153, Miami selects Anthony McFarlane the running back from Maryland, 178. Denver takes Robert Landers, the Ohio State defensive tackle. Moving on to the sixth round, pick 183. The Giants would select Michigan State defensive back Daryl Stewart. 185. Josh Medalis from Michigan would go to Miami. 186. The Chargers select defensive tackle from Michigan State, Raquan Williams. 192. Penn State's linebacker Cam Brown would go to Green Bay. Quintez Cephas going to the Bears, 196. Pittsburgh would select Marcus Bailey at 198. Unfortunately for Bailey, he lost his senior season due to an injury, but still getting drafted. Nice little coup for the young man. 205 Michigan selects Kalike Hudson, a Minnesota's. <laughs> I'm really butchering that. And every time I see a Men, I'm, I'm saying Michigan, but I apologize for that. Minnesota would select Michigan linebacker Kalike Hudson. 207, Buffalo taking Joe Bachi, 208, Green Bay would select Jordan Fuller. Moving on to the seventh round, the Chargers would select another Maryland running back in Javon Leak, 221. Overall pick, LaVert Hill going to the Carolina Panthers. 223, another Terrapin in safety, Antoine Brooks going to Jacksonville 225. Oh, no way. Baltimore selects another Big Ten player. This time it's Penn State's corner John Reed. 226, Chicago takes Minnesota linebacker Kamal Martin. At 229, Nebraska's Khalil Davis, the linebacker, would go to Washington. At 245, Carter Coughlin gets selected by the 49ers. Love this spot for Coughlin. They have one of the best defensive lines in all of football. And if he can become just a third down type of player, just a straight up pass rusher, man, that 49ers defense would look damn good. At 246, Miami would select Michigan guard, I guess, Michael Anwanu. Uh, he's interchangeable. He played center, he played guard. Not 100% sure where he'll actually end up on the offensive side of the ball in the NFL. Robert Windsor, the defensive tackle for Penn State, would be selected at 251 by Miami. And the final pick that the Big Ten would have, according to Josh Edwards, is 252. Denver takes Nate Stanley. All right. Sounds good. Like it. Not a lot of quarterbacks there, though, which is interesting. Just one. Odd, but it is what it is. CBS Sports' Josh I'm sorry, Josh. That was Josh Edwards. Uh, this is Ryan Wilson's three round mock. Uh, he's got Young going two to Washington, Okuda three, Worfs at eight this time to Arizona, Bond going to New England at 23, Grossmatos 27, Seattle, Ruiz ending the first round at. Kansas City, 32. Second round, Antoine Winfield Jr. going to the Giants at 36. Right after that, J.K. Dobbins to the Chargers at 37, 38. A.J. Epinesa going to Carolina, 39. Jonathan Taylor going to Miami. Going to have to wait a little bit longer for another Big Ten name to be called, but Buffalo selects Josh Uche at 54. Minnesota would select Jonah Jackson at 58. K.J. Hamler in the third round. Would get selected 70th by Miami, 72. Arizona takes Malik Harrison, 73. Jacksonville takes Damon Arnett, 79. Michael Ajimudia, once again, 79 to the Jets. And 101, Tyler Biotish, Seattle. That's a lot of names to remember. I didn't remember all of them. I wrote them down. But that's a that's a solid group of Big Ten players that are going to be playing at the next level. All right, moving on to the hardwood. Only one note over there over the weekend, and that was Rutgers. They're adding to their 2020 class, a late addition to their 2020 class in in in-state center Cliff Omiyuri. Omiyuri is a big-time prospect, 6'10", 230 pounds. It's not just because he's a large man. It's because that offer list. He's a national top 50 player, Head offers from Kentucky, Louisville, Yukon, Auburn, Illinois, Maryland, Arizona. That is a damn good offer list. And Steve Paichel is really doing a fantastic job at Rutgers. And I cannot stress this enough. Steve Paichel is really impressed. He's done a great job, a fantastic job. And if he continues to recruit like this, he's going to continue to do a really good job. Because think about it what he's done without the big time high level recruits and that's impressive really it is and this is a big time addition to their class uh, their class really didn't have a high level player and now it does omuyori is that high level player and i haven't had a chance to watch any highlights of him so i'm not sure what kind of center he is if whether he's actually a, a stretch center or he's a he's a back to the basket kind of like Kofi Coburn-type deal. Uh, so we'll see, but I think it's regardless, it's a big-time addition for Steve Paikal and Rutgers. That's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Follow me on Twitter, at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site as well, at Big Ten. I'm, I'm ready to review us and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Monday, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.